We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa dematis Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I am one of your co-hosts, Ann Baldwin. And I am Lisa dematis Lapore from The Connection. President and CEO, baby. Yes, just like you. Absolutely. Right. Hey, you don't have a cold anymore. I don't have a cold anymore. And neither do I. What was that about? That huh? was bad. That was really bad. But here we are. We've recovered and we're in good shape. And it's great to have you, all of our listeners, along. I got to tell you, Lisa, this show, you know, regardless of this hour, is getting great, great reviews. You know, people have stopped me at special events and I've gotten emails from some of our listeners and they're really enjoying the content. That's so, so fantastic. So great to hear. We're, so, we're really happy. We're getting email too for, at The Connection for people who are looking for services or need services or advice. So we're really happy that you folks out there are listening to us and are tuning in and referring people to give us a call. And that's what it's all about. You know, before we introduce our next guest, I got to tell you what happened to me last weekend. Um, I had my um, CMHA Run for Recovery t-shirt on from their event that they had um, a while back. And I felt this young man kind of staring at me. I just looked over and he said, you got recovery? I said, I do. I said, how about you? Two and a half years. And we just like hugged each other. It was so emotional. I'm in an Ocean State job lot. That's unbelievable. I was picking up some paint. I had paint all over my t-shirt. I was, a, I was just a hot mess. And just because of the eye contact and because I had that shirt on, we had the opportunity to talk about recovery. That's awesome. Wasn't that great? I love that. It was just, it made my day. It made my week, actually. So, you know, there's people out there that are getting it. There's people out there that, you know, when you can talk to somebody else and share your story, it just, ah, it just feels so good. I had had a cool experience, too, this week, I have to tell you about, which is, this to me is the ultimate. We have orientation every other week for new staff that come aboard. Mm -hmm. And so I was doing my orientation and after it was over, you know, I'd made eye contact with one of the gals there. She came up and said, do you remember me? And you know, you always feel bad. So I see, well, you look familiar. And she did. She said, I was in your women and children's program 20 years ago. And now (laughs) you folks hired me and I've been clean and sober ever since. And she told me about her child that was born at the program and how wonderful her daughter's doing, you know, went to school, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought to myself, I mean, that was the ultimate experience. Just to think of having someone in our program and 20 years later going back to school and they're have an amazing, you know, recovery capital and here they are now to, to help. And she was, she's hired for one of our women's programs and I, not the one she went through, but another one. I thought this is like, this is why we do what we do. Absolutely. Now she wants to give back. Isn't that awesome? She wants to give other people what she has. 
She's like, I can't believe you're still here. I'm like, oh, yeah. Did you say neither can I? I said, no, neither can I. (laughs) But it's been a journey, and this is the reason why. That's right. It's because of exactly a woman like you. Right. It reinforces why we do what we do. Which is a good lead-in to our wonderful guest today. That's right. The very beautiful um, Kim Silvaggi, who's the executive director of Lisa, Inc., um, Lisa stands for, yes, it's my name. No, Lisa stands for Living in Safe Alternatives, and it's a nonprofit that targets teens in the custody of DCF. Right. So, um, Kim, thank you so much for being here. And it's too much, th- it's too bad this isn't television because I got to tell you, we all look kind of cute today. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be with both of you for sure. Absolutely. So, why don't you tell our listening audience um, exactly what Lisa Inc. is? And I know that you, you have this unbelievable vision and you've got a proven track record. So what are you doing out there in our community and for who? Sure. Um, so Lisa Inc. has been around for 44 years. We were started by a man named Bob Butler back in the 70s. And he himself was an abused and neglected child and really dedicated his life to making sure that no child ever had to live under um, uh, under a roof where there was abuse occurring. So um, he actually named the agency Lisa Inc. in the 80s after hearing about a story of a girl in New York named Lisa Steinberg who did not survive the abuse of her parents. And he felt so strongly about making sure that everybody knew that our agency was focused on helping those kids escape the abuse and have a successful future that he actually renamed the agency Lisa Inc. then. And Amazing. So, it's really incredible, and his legacy really does live in what we do now. So that's where this name came from, mm-hmm. and and it's so cool to hear such a legacy. So where are you at today? So right now we're um, providing a lot of the same services that we provided when he started the, the, the agency. We have an eight-bed uh, supported living program in Plainville for eight girls who are 17 to 21. Many of our girls have been in dozens of placements before they come to us. And so our job is really to help stabilize them, find out what they're good at, find out what their needs are, and make sure that they have what they need in place in order to live independently eventually. We also have a 12-bed program, an apartment program in Bristol, and this program really helps kids practice living on their own. So they get their own apartment. There's staff on site 24-7. And the, um, the goal really is to make sure that all the life skills that sometimes kids who live in traditional homes kind of get through osmosis or through their parents. Mm-hmm. Our through kids example. Don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Our kids don't. They're, they're moved around so many times that they've never seen anybody change their oil. They've never seen anybody, exactly. you know, uh, change a tire or have an issue with a car. Or, or make a meal. Make a meal. Go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. It's all ad hoc. And so we're really trying to pull it all together. And, you know, it's probably no surprise that a lot of our kids come in and they've got multiple mm-hmm. um, barriers to success. And so one by one by one, we're really trying to make sure that we address those so that we can help kids launch successfully into a great future. The facility is absolutely beautiful, Kim. The way that it's decorated, it just feels like such a loving and wonderful home environment, which I know you are, you know, it's near and dear to your heart, you know, gender-specific treatment and what the environment means and everything that you do is um, really your passion. And I, I'm just really so proud to, to be associated with Lisa Inc. and to work with Kim. Kim and I go back. Kim worked um, at the, the state and um, worked for one of our funders and had a long career. And, um, you know, I have to tell you, as a woman, I always looked up to to you 
because my passion of coming into the field was always about the fact that women and girls were not getting the treatment that they needed, right? And so to see, you know, your passion really impact Lisa and the community and the girls that you serve is really commendable. I mean, because there was such a lack of treatment for right. for girls, right, in the Absolutely. state? Absolutely. And, and, you know, this, again, this has been a personal mission for me for a very long time, almost 20 years now. And I'm really proud to say that, you know, gender-specific programming and treatment went from something we tried to do to a way that we are. Exactly. And so now at Lisa Inc., although we serve boys and girls at some of our programs and interventions, everything we do is through that gender lens. Are we addressing the specific needs, strengths, risk factors of girls and what they bring to us and for boys? Exactly. Um, and a lot of it, um, there's a lot of places of commonality, you know, the levels and types of trauma that the kids have experienced, but how that plays out for boys and girls, very different. Exactly. And so making sure that we're attuned to that, that we're attentive to the relational piece, that we focus on strengths, that we're culturally competent, all of those things really go into making sure that our kids feel loved, cared for, and accepted. And yes, I said loved. A lot of nonprofits say, oh, well, you know, you got to have boundaries. I agree with boundaries, but we have to make sure that they know that they're cared for. Exactly. They've got their back. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Kim Salvaggi, and she is the executive director at Lisa Inc. So you talked about uh, these, most of these young people, uh, mainly young women, but young men as well, they're uh, in the guardianship of DCF. Why are they not in foster care? Why are they, are they not in a home? So the kids who live with us in residence, um, may have been in a home at one time. They probably, I mean, the majority of our kids, I've had one with 15 different placements before she came to us, so that means bouncing around from foster home to foster home to foster home. We are lucky when we find a foster home that works well with our young people, mm -hmm. and God bless the foster parents out there who try. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the mix just doesn't work, and the damage over time compounds. And so some of the kids that come to us just don't want to be in a family anymore. They're 17, 18, 19, 20. It's they're, time. It's time. And um, frankly, they're just they're just so uncomfortable in the setting that they don't don't know how to actually learn what they need to move forward. And we do get some kids who come out of foster homes into our programs who say, listen, I've lived with this foster family for a long time. I've gotten what I need, but I'm ready to be on my own. We all know they're not quite ready to be on their own. Right. So therefore, we make sure that they're in a staff-supervised apartment or in our um, supported living program in Plainville, and we help them get what they need to really be ready to live on their own. I would assume your program's full. Most of the time. Mm -hmm. um, it ebbs and flows. You know, there's always some, mm -hmm. some referral challenges uh, throughout the state. I know... Um, you know, there was a time when we had uh, two group homes for girls that we've since closed because there's been a real emphasis on trying to reduce the number of kids in congregate care and put them into foster homes. But there are always going to be kids who need something different. Absolutely. So um, I'm sure that over you've been there for, for a long time and you're part of the mission. So give us an example of, you know, maybe a success story that you, you still, you know, believe in and... <laughs> Can share with our listeners. Well, I've had the pleasure of being here for about four and a half years, uh -huh. but something, and, and I do have a lot of kids that I've, I've known over the years who come back and tell us what they're doing, or they come back to events and they speak to people about their experience. We have young, one young man, um, I won't share names, of just course, for their privacy, mm -hmm. um, but he was at our sale program, which is the apartment program, and he was there for about two and a half years. And um, since been gone about two years, he now works for us to update our website. 
We've helped him get uh, various jobs in the community. Um, last week we had a furniture delivery. He came with his tool belt and his tools, and he was there to help us. He has a wonderful girlfriend. They now live together, and they're thinking about planning a life together. And um, we're just so proud of him, you know, and we love that we employ him, which is, which is pretty neat. Yeah, it fits I, right into the story know, that Lisa kicked it. off with. Isn't, I mean, that's just, isn't that the best? Mm -hmm. It's just see that success. So how long are they in your program? How long do they, you know, what's kind of the plan? So kind of run us through. So they, they move into one of these apartments and then what? So first thing is we need to make sure there's a good fit. Mm -hmm. um, can we accommodate the needs that they bring to the table and can we help them with whatever their goals are? And so once they come in, they really start right away with a case coordinator. We call that, you know, that's a person who helps to sort of understand what's going on in their lives and then help to propel them forward. So they move in, they learn about what we do, we talk about expectations, what they can expect from us, how to get what they need. And then we tell them, you know, we need to be part of life skills. We need to make sure that you're getting a job. We need to make sure that you're enrolled in school and sort of making sure that their their days are structured in a productive way. And of course, when those um, things happen in their lives that cause crisis, we're there for them. Mm -hmm. So we're very clear about the expectations, very clear about what um, we can offer to them. And then we always try to meet whatever needs that they have. As they move through our program, they can be with us from six months to two years. Um, and some kids are with us that long. Uh, there are occasions where kids come in and we aren't enough. You know, they need a higher level mm -hmm. of care, more therapy, more of a mm -hmm. um, clinical approach. And we make sure that we get them to where they need to be. The other side of our work, though, is for kids who do live with foster families. You know, these are kids who come in or we go to them, frankly, so that we can give them the life skills that they need. And when I say give them, I mean introduce them, and then the kids really, they, they get really excited about stuff. Like what? Well, I think it was last week we had a group of kids who went to um, Good Guys Auto House, and they learned all about car maintenance, like live, hands-on. It's not reading it in a book. Mm -hmm. It's not, uh -huh. you know, looking at a, a video on TV. It's actually getting in there and doing it. And that's the kind of experiential life skills stuff that we really bring to the table. You know, it's funny that you say that because it was just the other day, and I had my little Volkswagen Beetle convertible, which I love, Blue Betty. And uh, I had my hood up, and I was checking my own oil. You know, and a gentleman came over and said, can I help you? I said, no, thank you, though, but I've got this. And I just love that. You know, I'm like, right. I, I can check my oil, and guess what? It was low, and I knew where to put it in. <laughs> and then my tire pressure thing was on, and I go over to fill up the tire, and another gentleman says, can I help you with that? And I'm like, no, I'm good, thank you. I mean, I appreciate it. Now, if I had a flat tire along the highway, and a man pulled over and said, can I help you? I'd say, hell yeah, you can help me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the other part of it is learning those things, and it's amazing. Amazing, you know, that you're doing that because that's just, that's part of life. I can't it tell is. you how many kids that aren't in foster care don't know how to, mm -hmm. you know, I said to one of my girls in the office the other day, I said, bring me a flathead. <laughs> she goes, a what? <laughs> I said, a flathead. It's a screwdriver. Yeah. And, you know, I, I showed her the difference between a flathead and a Phillips head. And, you know, that was a life skill now that they'll have forever. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it's just very, a little bitty thing. It's a big thing. Well, yesterday, our program director took some of our kids to the grocery store, and they said, okay, you know, let's talk about healthy eating. You usually like to have this kind of potato chip. What could you do instead? So they were doing almost like a scavenger hunt around mm -hmm. the grocery store to figure out, like, how could I eat more 
um, in line with my nutrition goals and still have things that I like. And so they had this, they had a ball, That's you know? Awesome. Um, and those are the kinds of things when I say life skills, I mean like literally, like how do you impact your life in a positive way? They're not going to have mom traditionally or That's dad right. traditionally yeah. to call and say, Hey, what do I do about X? They have us. And so we need to make sure they're as prepared as possible. And I think that's really key. I think um, with the programs, you know, our programs and with Kim's programs, you know, teaching someone exactly how to gain life skills and walking them through that is really key and not assuming they know how to do it. And most people are really afraid to ask, Mm -hmm. right? Well, you feel like at that point in life you should know. Well, and people look at 18, 19 year olds and think, why don't you know? Mm -hmm. They don't know You don't know how to make a bed or you don't know how to wash clothes or you don't know how to, you know, plan a budget. All of those things are so key and walk a person through that and teach them is so important in life. How to be a good neighbor. Exactly. I mean, that's come Mm -hmm. up a lot, you know. Kids come into the apartments and, you know, they're yelling to their friend down the hall and we're saying, well, wait a minute, this is not how we live in apartments. We need to make sure that we're respectful of other neighbors and it's just not things they know automatically. Exactly. What about financial literacy? You know, Mm -hmm. how to how to balance it I do we even do this anymore balance a checkbook or online banking and all that I'm, I'm assuming that's part of it too it's a big part of it it's probably not their favorite part of it yeah nor, it's nor not my it favorite mine. either no not I don't either. really like, like to do that I but we either. have to I know um, but we have some really nice connections with um, a few banks in the area so Liberty Bank has always been very good to us uh, Wells Fargo Bank actually we had a representative in into our um, vocational program yesterday and he was talking to the kids about various things um, Webster Bank who we we actually sh- we're in the Webster Bank building in Southington for our administrative offices. They're very good to us. So we're really trying to strengthen those relationships because they have wonderful, wonderful staff who are willing to come out and meet with their kids and right. talk with them. Well, they so. go into, I know a lot of these banks and financial institutions go into high schools, right? Right. And they te- financial literacy is a huge part. I know the Connecticut Bankers Association. So to branch off into that and provide other folks with financial literacy. We just had financial literacy at the at, at our agency and what was and the staff went to learn how to assist clients, mm-hmm. but what happened was that the staff themselves wanted help. That's a great idea. Right? We didn't know that. It turned into something completely different and we thought, "Hey, this is great. You know, this is something that we could offer and should offer our own staff." But they were asking questions afterwards like personally to the person that came in and I thought, "Wow, because right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all need help with certain things in our yeah, lives." Yeah, it changes all the time. It does. And uh, if you want more information, we should also mention that you have a website and it's Lisa Inc. Mm-hmm. altogether. Dot org, org. So we talked about, um, you know, the part, the financial literacy part and the employment part, and you have an, an initiative at Lisa Inc. in August, and this is something we hear about for our little kids, but you don't think about sometimes, you know, teenagers and adults, but they need back-to-school supplies too. Absolutely. Right? Big time. So you're asking for people if they have adult backpacks, mm-hmm. uh, notebooks, binders, folders, pens, calculators, highlighters, pencil cases, all the stuff that... I miss those days going and getting. <laughs> I know, me too. Oh my gosh, it makes me so sad. I see the school list at Target, and I'm like, yeah. oh, those <laughs> days are over. But um, adults need that stuff too. Absolutely. So where can they drop off those supplies um, if they want to make a donation? So the Positive Living Center in Southington is really ne- right now the hub for a lot of our donations. Um, so that's an option. They can also come to our offices, which we'd love to see and meet anybody who wants to support us. We're at 200 Executive Boulevard. Southington on the fourth floor of the Webster Bank building. 
That's great. What other um, donations, Kim, um, do you folks look for? Right now, we're focused on kind of ramping up for our big event of the year, which is our golf tournament. October oh, it's so 8th. much fun. I know. You came last year, Lisa. It was so wonderful. What a beautiful time to golf, I too. I hope so. Yeah. And we're at the Farms Country Club in I had Wallingford. so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Gorgeous. Great food. You know, I don't golf, but I do, you know, kind of harass some of the players around the field. <laughs> around the field. I see, this is how much I know golf. It was so much fun. Um, of course. Yeah, right? But it was great. We're, but, you know, the biggest challenge with the golf tournament is really getting people to sponsor because that goes a long way for us. And for donations for oh, the raffle. I'm going to donate. I am going to donate. I know I, I bid on a basket last year, yes, and did. it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to donate a basket for you this that year. That would be wonderful. Thank you. You heard it here, that. folks. Yeah. Lisa has committed to it. <laughs> it's going to be a good together. one, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a good one. <laughs> so do you actually make the basket? Ones. and? Yeah, I make it. Actually, I think two, I'm going to do two of them. So I'm going to donate two Thank baskets you. for you and That's just wonderful. have to let me know when to get them to you. Yep. This is how it works. You know, you talk it's to amazing. somebody and they're like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it now. Why it's wait? It's Why for think? such an amazing right. cause. And right. I was so excited to be a part of this golf event at Lisa Inc. last year. The love and the folks that came out and the donations and the excitement about, you know, the organization and all the great work that they do. I felt so blessed to be a part of this event. And so... Folks out there, if you want to make a donation or a basket, it mm -hmm. would go to a wonderful cause. LisaInc.org. I'm sure you yeah. have that information on your website. We do. So what about, you know, it's all about measurements now, mm -hmm. right? We've gotten with, uh, this is my own editorial content. It does not necessarily reflect the opinions of my guests. <laughs> 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 you know, so many budget cuts, and especially in human services. And, you know, the state, in my opinion, is just in such a financial mess that I've seen so many great organizations just practically get cut off at the knees. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate. Mm -hmm. So now it's all about measurement. Mm -hmm. So programs are, phoned, are funded, rather, if you can prove that they work. Mm -hmm. So how do you know that your program Lisa works. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple basic measurements that we use for all the programs. Number one, are the kids working? If they're not working, how long does it take for them to get a job? Um, are they in school? Did they graduate? If they are eligible to graduate? And then because our emphasis is so much on life skills, we use the um, <clears throat> the LIST assessment, which is basically a learning in, it's a, a, a tool that helps us to measure how what are the kinds of life skills they know coming in and did they reach proficiency when they left us. Mm -hmm. And so that measure, fortunately, is off the rails. We are really, really proud of, you know, more than 75% of our kids make progress to proficiency when we work with them on various uh, life skills. So, um, you know, we have to thank DCF for that because they did come mm -hmm. and bring us the tool. I believe the tool was originally something that DEEM has created. Wow. Um, yeah, back in the day. And so now DCF uses it and we actually teach all of our staff how to use it and make sure that we're measuring constantly. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's really great. The final measurement is, did the young people go to a level of care that was less intense than what of we course. offer? Of course. Are they actually going to places that are independent? And, um, d you know, depending on the program, depending on the time of year, you know, those things um, can vary. We do have a lot of kids who um, come to us kind of enmeshed, unfortunately, in human trafficking. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's three or four times before we get them and they actually can make the progress that they need to make um, to be successful. I, I think for sure the work that Lisa Inc. is doing is so key with young with young adults, young folks right now. Because, uh, Kim, as you know, we typically serve the higher end of population. 
and the fact that there weren't services back then for folks. I mean, what we're doing is you're, you're saving lives mm -hmm. at a different age group as opposed to ongoing years of more trauma and losses and violence and et cetera, et cetera. And so that's why it's just so rewarding to hear the work that you do. And so Thank many you. times kids get to a certain age where they're young adults and I'm assuming people just give up. We, they, you, you know, they figure yeah. out like, you know, if you haven't figured it out by now, you know, here you go out into this crazy world mm -hmm. that even those of us who've had support, you know, struggling right. at times. So how do you, how do you navigate and how do you yeah, talk about mm -hmm. Kim? Can you talk about how, um, you get referrals and, and mm -hmm. exactly how that works? Sure. Um, right now our referral source is, um, primarily through the DCF social workers in the area offices. They identify a young person who is either coming out of foster care or isn't doing well in the current placement or could be ready for a more independent living environment. And we do a thorough review to make sure that they're a good fit for us and we're a good fit for them. And then it's about finding ways to make sure we can stabilize them. I can't emphasize that enough. In our programs that are residential, if they don't feel safe, if they don't feel comfortable, if they don't feel like someone's caring about them, no work's getting done. Mm -hmm. So that has to be the groundwork that we lay. And, and frankly, you know, I, I say to the staff, if you're interviewing a new staff person, and you don't believe that that person has the capacity to care for and love our kids, Done. then they're not, they're, they're just yeah. not going to work here. You know, wrong bus, you know, find, enough, find a exactly. different bus right. because it's, it's just a requirement. Mm -hmm. They have to know. Um, authenticity in working with kids is everything. Oh, it's huge. They can see through you Absolutely. in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. um, so if we can see through them, then we know that that's just not going to be a good fit. And I have to say, our staff are incredible. They are. Um, they are. I mean, we put them through so much training, so many expectations. You know, are they trauma-informed? Do they pay attention to gender? Are they looking holistically? Did they talk to the foster mom three placements ago to make sure that the kid has what they need? You know, you name it, we expect it of them. And they rise to the challenge. They really do. I'm so proud and amazed um, with the staff that we have at Lisa Inc. I, I couldn't, this work would not be happening without them. They're just that good. That's fantastic. I concur. You yeah. concur. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Well, isn't, uh, and isn't that, staff, and especially in the organizations, you know, like Lisa Inc. and like the connection, I mean, you have to staff have that. Staff everything. It, well, staff's everything really in any business, right? You're as good as the people that work with you, not under you. Right. And, and that's really the key to that. I want to back up a second because I want to make sure because it, it piqued my interest. The Golf Classic is coming up, the Lisa Inc. Golf Classic on October 8th. So mark your calendars if you're a golfer or if you just want to come have a beautiful day. It's your 14th annual tournament, and it's going to be held at the farms in Wallingford, right? You got it. That's okay. right. Okay. And we talked, too, about, you know, donations, if you've got anything for school supplies. I'm assuming you also take monetary donations as, we you know, do. those are also nice, too, so that you can really meet the needs of, of the folks and, and what they need right now. And the donations can get, you said, uh, dropped off at your corporate offices. And yes. can you give us the address again? Sure. It's 200 Executive Boulevard in the Webster Bank building in Southington, fourth floor. Um, and we also have an option to donate online. 
any donations that come in help us to support what we do, but they also help us to be creative about what else we can do. Um, when we don't have any funding lines that are open, we can't be creative. And so the more that we get in terms of unrestricted funds, mm -hmm. the more creative Absolutely. we can be. The vocational program we have going this summer is a result of unrestricted funds. That wasn't, it didn't exist before two That's weeks fantastic. ago. That's fantastic. That's nice. So there's always, there's always something you can do with dollars and cents, right? Always. That makes sense. And yeah. what's better I than... I just made that up. That's yeah, pretty good. It is. <laughs> and what's better than investing in our youth? I can't think of I, I think that's huge. It's a huge investment yeah. that we need to make. And these are circumstances they didn't ask for. These are no, circumstances that they didn't create. Exactly. So to have people out there caring for them and, and helping them be, it, it benefits all of us, right? right? If you're saying, why should I help out? Because we all benefit from, you know, just the, the, the wealth and the health mm -hmm. of our surrounding communities. So I want to thank you so much. Do you, did you have anything else you want to say? The only other thing I wanted to add was, you know, when young people are disconnected, that sets them up for all kinds of risk factors. And when young people are wrecking havoc in our communities, those are young people who are disconnected. And this agency, is lo along with many other nonprofits in the area, con the Connection, people who do this work are trying desperately to get those kids connected so they can be productive exactly. members of society. So we're not complaining about them as adults, but right. we're engaging them. Exactly. And that's a big part of and it. So. And it's worth that investment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kim Salvaggi, I want to thank you so much for being here. She's thank you, the executive Kim. director you. at Lisa Inc. And again, if you want more information, you can go to their website at Lisa Inc. All one word, dot org, or the connection is the connection Inc. Dot org. It's been our pleasure, and we want to thank all of our listeners thank for tuning so into for this edition me. of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.